Jeez. Jeez. I'm leaving that in, bro. <laughs> Wake y'all up. You know why? Because it's Saturday morning. Because you had those notifications on. A so lot. I know you're watching yeah. this right when it came out. Yeah. And if you don't have it, change that. Fix up. Yes, Facts. sir. Get your ass up. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, if you're not watching this in the morning because you're not a true fan, that's all right. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, good evening. Welcome to the Next Up Podcast. I'm Marcus. I'm Ben. And I'm Nosa. So just to change things up a bit, uh, today we don't have any guests. It was kind of a last minute thing. And to change this too, I'm going to put his cup up. Can't forget the cups. Uh, basically, yeah, um, we ran into some last minute technical, technical difficulties. Uh, I'm actually moving, so that's going to be a change of scenery for this whole podcast. Um, yeah. So uh, if you couldn't guess by now, the topic of today's podcast is actually change. So um, change affects everybody in many different ways. Um, It could be spiritually, like uh, the way that you react to different situations inside based on energy and stuff like that. It could be a physical change, like through yourself or through the environment. It could be change in actions. You know, sometimes they always say insanity is doing the same thing with expecting different results. Maybe it's time to change that. Exactly. Any anything else? My bad. <clears throat> Could be coins in your pocket. Change is money. Could be climate change. You know, yeah. save the environment. There's a lot of different change in the world, and we're gonna be talking about a bunch of random change today. So, um, get your popcorn, yeah. your breakfast. Because bre- popcorn for breakfast is blessed, if you didn't know. Um, His favorite snack. Quitting that right now. <laughs> I was like, we don't even have popcorn in my house most of the time. I'm like, popcorn. <laughs> all right, all right. I was just saying popcorn because it's going to be a show, but I forgot. It's the morning. It's Saturday. You know, Saturday morning. So, um, But they can change the routine if they wanted. Yeah, but you better not today. <laughs> I'm joking. It's, it could be Sunday morning. Yeah. It better be Saturday morning, though. It could be Tuesday. Nah, fuck Man, that. It's probably Saturday. Yeah, because you're you're a notification gang. So, just because you're a notification gang, to show me how much you love me, just click that like button on YouTube. Facts. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> let's get right into the episode. Um. So, like we were talking about, uh, the podcast is actually moving. So that's gonna be a change of scenery for us all, and um, it's something that, for me, is. I think it's good and bad. I got used to being in the same spot and it was comfortable. Um, And a role model of mine for a long time used to always tell me, um, be comfortable when you're uncomfortable. And I think that's what I'm trying to embrace right now. It's just like, although I don't know exactly, like I don't have a new table because for the podcast, because it's not going to fit in a new space. But I understand that I'll be able to figure it out. Um, if there's different types of things that we need for the podcast, like the microphone stands, I might have to buy a new stands, but I'll figure it out. Things like that is kind of throwing me off, but at the same time, I have more space and it's a better environment for more of the things that I'm doing. So it's a give and a take with everything that changes, I think. Yeah. I think change thing about change is change is the test of what makes us human right mm-hmm. intelligence has nothing to do with like you can know all the facts in the world you can 
memorize a bunch of different things, but adaptability, being able to change in different situations, that's what makes humans humans. That's why we progress. That's why we've come so far with everything we've made. We change the world changes. People have to change with the world. Like you said, you have to adapt with change because you can't stay stagnant while everything around you is moving. Mm-hmm. It's like um like you're the stone in the river that just stays still and all the things that like the fish <laughs> the fish, the people, everything like swim by you. Everything's progressing past you and you're just still in that same spot. You want to be the fish. You want to go with the flow. You want to control where you want to go. And the only way you can control your life is to get used to change and understanding change isn't a matter of fact of if if it's going to happen it's when it's going to happen and just being prepared for that is always the best thing sometimes you have to change yourself with how things are changing so if something's going something's changing and going to be new territory for you unfamiliar territory you're going to have to change yourself to fit the change of the world so i guess that's kind of like conformity and to a certain degree you can do that not this all is, the way but. this is this is a question i have i was gonna ask this actually later but kind of goes off what you said like is it such a like people always blow up and the first thing oh you changed but to get to that point in your life you had to change all the things that were holding you back from getting to that place Mm -hmm. so is it really such a bad thing that you changed or is it actually the people who are around you that didn't change to get themselves to where you are because like Mm -hmm. i feel like if somebody let like gets left in the past like for example say i'm about to blow up and you're just like doing something that's holding me back Mm -hmm. and then i'm like all right, I can't, I can't have that because it's hindering me. Yeah, is that my fault that I changed my friend, my relationship with you, or is that because I feel like you have to at a point change all the negative, negative things that are holding you back in a way to excel yourself, and it can't be always regarded as this person changed when they bettered themselves. I don't know. This is just a random thought, but like, yeah, I, well, I think you have to leave negativity behind to a certain degree obviously i've said this before on the podcast that you have to have some negativity Mm -hmm. and other emotions in your life for the positive ones to feel better but if there's something negative or somebody negative in your life that's only doing negative things then at a certain point you have to say enough is enough and Mm -hmm. drop that person and by the way me and nosa are not beefing just (laughs) i'm holding them back this guy bro I'm holding them back but um no yeah i don't know like it's weird like when someone uses chain like you've changed it's almost like or met- even like an ex that says it yeah but no like that was interesting because it's like it's weird because it's like how or you know I- when they hit you up and they'll be like i've changed now or just random things like yeah, that yeah. Like, i'm i'm different now but like things are stages, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a game, right? Some and it's weird to say like it's a game because like obviously like humans aren't game. Like don't treat people like a game. But yeah, like sometimes you were on level one, you got to level two, 
you don't go back to level one again like you don't reset the system like you got to level two go to level three go to level four and every time you keep progressing don't go back some I, things you I, just gotta leave to stay on that sorry 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 i'm cutting this guy off bear but um the quote that i said be be comfortable being uncomfortable is like there could be a game and like say you're playing mario yeah like new super mario bros and level one is just easy everybody can beat it and mm-hmm. some people play that level all day because they know they're gonna beat it yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. but they're scared to go face the boss yeah and i feel like i feel like sometimes you need a change to show yourself that you can do something rather than mm-hmm, yeah not. it's interesting because like i think the thing with that is like the change it's like you don't fear the change sometimes sometimes people fear the result because like everyone's so afraid to fail and because we haven't like as a society we never really normalized failure yet like it's normal in everything we do to be like oh yeah i succeeded in this like on social media let's say when you go on facebook there's like um statuses that you can set like oh just went started this school mm-hmm. oh just and it's always positive yeah like when that would be funny like what if we all said oh i dropped out yeah like they don't have that <laughs> you know what i mean just or, got out of a relationship with yeah like they don't have that they only have the positive uh-huh. but it's like just being real like anyone who succeeded even everyone in general if you really counted failures to successes it it's like probably more. like 90 to 10 mm-hmm. at best if you're like that's a lucky life being real like 90 to 10 but like if you didn't experience 90 failures, that was 90 different lessons, 90, 90 experiences that maybe didn't go your way. And you just, you sometimes you just got to hold it. Sometimes you just got to learn from it. Sometimes you just got to move past it because it just wasn't, that just wasn't for you. And then the 10 feels just way better because, and it's weird. Um, they say like successful people, they was like, oh, I have no sympathy for rich people because they have everything. But how many rich people are depressed? Because some people in life, you get to a point where as humans, like it's a natural trait to like, even though we fear failure, like we need it. Mm -hmm. So when you get to a point where failure is so low that it doesn't like impact you very much, you feel you're void of anything because there's nothing challenging you. And I think I think it's important to not think that fear is gonna break. I mean, failure is gonna break you because a lot of things that you fail at, on a, you fail at, at a lot of things day to day. Like if yeah. you forgot to charge your phone at night, you failed. You failed. <laughs> yeah. And it's just that, that's not gonna kill you the next day. Exactly. There's a lot of small, and then the next day you learn, I have to charge my phone earlier mm-hmm. so that. I can go to sleep earlier blah blah there's a lot of things that like you can learn from small little failures we've we failed at so many things just setting up this podcast that we don't even realize Pish- like mm-hmm. we were supposed to meet up at a certain time i'm not going to tell you because then you guys are not going to think <laughs> but we didn't we didn't start at that time yeah you, there's so many times when we're supposed to take a thumbnail picture before the podcast and we forget we're like oh we'll take it after and then after the podcast we forget to do it and we failed but 
you always see a picture on Instagram before the podcast. So yeah. obviously we overcame that failure and figured out a solution. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fail, failure is something that you need in life because it's going to make you think of solutions. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like it's also semi-subjective. Like some per- one person's failure could be somebody else's success. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to take grades in like, let's say high school grades as an example. Like one person could get an 85 on a test and that'd be like their best mark. And they're so proud. They're like, bring it home to their parents. They're like, look mm-hmm. how well I did. Like I worked my ass off to do this. Somebody else could be like, I got an 85. I failed. Yeah. Yep. And like, that's that was actually one of the most because that's a really good point. I've actually. seen people devastated when they get like an 80 something. Yeah. And that's like almost part of the culture because it's like why why are you mad like it's a lesson because there's only two things to really take from that lower mark one you need to work harder to get back to where you want to be or two like it's fine like what's what's gonna happen just being real like you just need to step back for a second look like the bigger picture is 185 gonna stop me from doing anything i want to do in life especially in high school like, <laughs> yeah like but even not just high school like yeah. if you go to college it's an 85 they care about your grades even less in college yeah. like grades probably matter more most in high school to get to college no. and then if you go to school if you want to go to school passed on mm-hmm. but like grades only matter to go to more school yeah so it's like are you really gonna kill yourself for one bad grade like is it really the end of the world like sometimes you just need to take a step back and just look at it like in the bigger picture of like this like just think about like that few seconds it took you to look at that grade is less than one percent of your entire life probably until that point Mm -hmm. so what can you remember another two second moment that ruined your life no i think people have to change their mindset on their outlook of that because like it's 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 not that serious at 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 a point and and it's it really comes from like we talked about we talk about this in a lot of different ways in almost every episode it's like self-doubt and like believing in yourself mm-hmm. it's like if you believe that even with whatever you had to overcome that you're gonna be at a certain point you're i don't know i believe in manifesting people don't believe in manifesting but i feel like everybody has a different version of manifesting so i'll mm-hmm. say the word manifesting because people say it's fate people you could say whatever you want like working towards it yeah but i was gonna say it's like it's like a goal yeah mm-hmm. so and like no matter which way you see it i say the word manifesting you guys might say a different word whoever is listening to this might see it as a different word but just know i'm talking about that one thing that like working towards that goal i feel like it's it all comes from your mindset and like believing in yourself to an extent like yeah how much you actually want to do it yeah because realistically the grade it's not the grade that makes you angry it's like it's the doubt Mm -hmm. now you like that one grade really made you doubt every good grade you've ever had Mm -hmm. meanwhile like you have to look and like still back and like like i'm still on path to where i want to be exactly and this yeah it's a blip in the like the pattern and i can i can change that i've shown I can change and even if you haven't shown you can change that I know I can change that you just like that person who's getting the 85 for the first time that's like their glimmer of hope you look at it like okay I know I can do it Mm -hmm. what did I do good 
Mm-hmm. What did I do? And they keep going. They keep they keep building. And the thing is, that's also a change. You're changing your routine into a more positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kind of move this back because I like where we were going, but I yeah. want to kind of move it back. Change um, it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was corny. Okay. <laughs> um. Switch basically, I I was talking about how I'm moving, right? And um, this is a thing that I was realizing, like it's it's really big is like either procrastination or wanting to do it like me well i guess it depends like when i was doing schoolwork i would procrastinate all my projects but like when i'm moving i'm trying to get all my stuff at the new house as fast as possible so that i can start working there and um i remember when we were moving my dad it was literally the opposite it's like last day we moved every single thing pretty much in not the house. even everything because we still we didn't even have enough time <laughs> we didn't have enough so time to don't do this leave me stuff there <laughs> <laughs> so i was gonna ask like um what is more comfortable for you guys like obviously not procrastinating until you can't finish it but do you prefer procrastinating or doing a bit over a certain time or doing a, the whole thing at the beginning and then a little bit at the end when it's the last little things me me personally i i strive to do everything at the beginning mm-hmm. and then just get to like do whatever i want after mm-hmm. but it's always like i start and it's like such a big high and then i'm kind of like get bored of it and it's, and a drop it's off. like slow and then you're like trudging through the mud and then i end up doing everything last minute <laughs> i feel that though yeah what about for you? Mm, it's like, um, mine's, it's a mixture, just depending on, like, how I'm feeling. When I'm at my most productive, I'll just do it. Like, I get it, I just do it. Mm-hmm. When I'm at my least productive, I probably procrastinate to the very last moment that I can do something. Banking on, like, my ability. It's worked sometimes, it's, it's failed others. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always feel like procrastinating is, like, it's funny because it's easy but it's also hard when you think about it. I I feel like people procrastinate based on what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how interested yeah. you are in the topic. Obviously, like if it's something you want to do, you're probably not going to procrastinate it. But if it's something that you hate doing, like a lot of people hate homework, mm-hmm. you're going to mm-hmm. procrastinate it. Mm-hmm. I know some people who do the opposite. It's right. like they if they hate something, they, they do it. But so that's that, that's a positive change that you can make. In yeah, because then like you get it out of the way, you don't worry about it. Because mm-hmm. like, like I said, procrastinating is hard because you're not only are you building up the stress of the t- task you have at hand, but then you're like actively doing other things, trying to distract yourself from something that you know you already have a mental clock in your head counting down. And you can't avoid that unless you actually do it. Well, here's here's a weird thing that um, I'll let you go after this. That that I've um, realized is like, for me, even like moving this house, like when I procrastinate, I've learned over the years that like I get anxious when it's close to that that time that I have to be done by, mm-hmm. and I I don't like that feeling. But I've learned that when there is that feeling. I actually thrive in my work. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of like a double-edged sword. Either I feel anxious and I, I feel a feeling I don't like, but I'm very productive. Mm-hmm. Or I do a little bit 
and it's like not as productive but i don't get that anxious feeling mm-hmm. or that stress i was gonna say like that's why like i've had a lot of successes procrastinating for that same reason where and it's like it's almost like primal where danger puts you at your best thinking because mm-hmm. psychologically we're not okay let's say danger for us is like oh you didn't do something on time that's <laughs> our danger in modern day because like we're not mm-hmm. most of us in north America, like where we live aren't fighting for our lives or hunting for our food mm-hmm. but w- well if you're watching this you're probably not doing that exactly so if you we when we were as humans that's when the brain would be its most active and most productive in those moments of like anxiety that's where it derives from when mm-hmm. high pressure moments where you have to succeed mm-hmm. pop up on you and we just replace that with whatever we have in the modern day and some people do very well with the pressure some people crumble mm-hmm. with that pressure so it's like it's sometimes finding that healthy balance of if you know you work better either to replicate that pressure earlier or to just plan around it so that you feel the pressure but it's in an organized sense mm-hmm. so like if you know something's due then then be like okay i'm gonna dedicate this time to this time like but it's gonna be like at a time where i know the pressure built up and i've had that work for me mm-hmm. so it's that's actually like all of these things i feel like it comes from you wanting to positively affect slash change how you act mm-hmm. in certain situations. I'm going to let you go for your point because I cut you off earlier yeah. if you still remember. I'm, I'm gonna, I have a different point now. I okay. don't remember what I was going to say <laughs> before. But um, just relating to like the, the pressure of having like a, a deadline or like having eyes on you or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to relate it to like performance or like athletics. Some people like in practice or in a rehearsal will do so much better than in a performance or in a competition but some people are the complete opposite some people rise to that occasion they see the eyes on them the lights on them everything like that Mm -hmm. and like just rise to the occasion like kill whatever they're doing and it's just like i think it's just how you wire your brain or how your brain is wired Mm -hmm. that also has a lot to do with like childhood experiences Mm -hmm. Like most things, like most patterns we develop come from childhood. For me, the first real pressure situation I had was like grade eight. Um, one of my t- teachers suggested I ran for secretary of like the whatever the thing is like that. Like student council. Student council, yeah. And I was like, I didn't want to, but I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Because he was like a cool guy. And I just said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the day of he's like uh do you have your speech ready and he told me this like a long time before it was like two weeks i had to write him like no I'm like, i didn't have a speech so it was like an hour until i had to speak and then i'm just like okay i could probably make something pretty decent up in my head blah 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 wrote something up and then i had the speech it went well like really well like i got like a pretty good well, the thing was, it wasn't too long, obviously, because I made it in a short time. So then everyone actually paid attention to the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well-written, well-spoken. And then that confidence rolled over to like 
most presentations I do, I don't really practice them ever mm-hmm. because I feel like if I practice them, the more I practice something, the bigger I'll F it up. Like instead of practicing a presentation, I'll practice the knowledge of the yeah, topic. You, that's, that's my bad. I was going to say like when I have a presentation, even if I have notes, I won't write lines. I'll write jot notes. Like yeah. I'll write, like say I'm talking about uh, animals. I'll be like lion. And I'll have like, and then if I'm going to talk about their teeth, I'll be like sharp teeth. Yeah. And it's like those two facts mm-hmm. makes me remember the things and I can just speak. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like when you're, when you're free flowing in conversation, it it's better to go off the top of your head. Cause it's more clear and in, in the moment of the environment that you're in. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like reading the room too. If mm-hmm. you have a good sense of reading your audience it could be more beneficial because a script a script only is as good as the scenario Mm -hmm. like if you have the best script in the world but an audience that doesn't care to listen like that could be a conflict or even like that speech i gave if it was we're grade eight it was like grade eight and everyone who could vote was like grade six and higher Mm -hmm. the attention span of these kids is not very long Mm -hmm. a 10 minute speech from their peers they're by like minute three, they're like, yeah, that's I'm tired of this. Yeah. But you give a three minute speech that everyone's like, oh, shit. Like, you know, that by the time they're about to get bored, they're like, oh, wow. You know, that was you ended off on like, like, I've, I've already seen like people who are great at speaking speak. You know, you just mm-hmm. you give a, a, a cue to like when you're about to end so that like you can hook the people back right at the end and then just hit them with a line, like a little like dagger. And you're like, yeah, everything, too. Yeah, so it's like, it's it's great to have that ability to be able to adapt and change to your environment. Because like you said, if I do a speech, like even to his, like even if it went to the point of sharp teeth, like, like you said, if it was, I was speaking about anim- a specific animal, I put that animal down, nothing else. Even if I was supposed yeah. to talk about something specific, it's like, I should know this topic so well. That you're already going to know to talk about the teeth. Exactly. That that's the pressure I put on myself rather than mm-hmm. I need to say this word with this or this word with that and focusing on things that aren't as important. Like the words, obviously they matter. Like mm-hmm. if you have a, if I have a key word I want to say, I'll like, just think about it. Keep thinking about it. Keep thinking about it. If it worst case scenario, I'll put it on the piece of paper, like keyword and then the topic it's supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. And then you just fit it in somewhere in there where it fits. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't fit, then either you fit in somewhere else or that word really wasn't as key as you thought it was realistically. So it's like not to hinder yourself. Like I think it's like for, for change in general, if you'd never hinder yourself by your like environment, like if you were obviously it's good to plan things out, never not plan things. Cause if you don't plan, then that's where you procrastinate. That's when you don't get things done. That's when everything like your life gets in a mess plan things but always leave that room for life Mm -hmm. a a great quote that i've heard is like um basically success doesn't come from being good at something it actually comes from being prepared for a lucky situation like if sorry not even success being lucky to like get success it doesn't come from 
Like, if you're lucky in a situation and you're not prepared for it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because you can't do anything in that situation. Yeah. So, obviously, yeah, you need to be lucky to become successful, but you have to be ready for that mm-hmm. change to occur in your life. Absolutely. Because if you have, like, say say you're getting ready to be in a relationship mm-hmm. and you're talking to, like, two people and one of them's your ex, if you're not ready to move on from yeah. your ex, you can't change to a different relationship. Yeah. So, I feel like, yeah, you have to be lucky to get into that situation, but you also have to be ready for that. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to sorry to bring it all the way back because I never said um my opinion. Well, I did say my opinion. I'm lying. Um, but one thing like even with this move right now, um, I feel like right now I'm trying to force the change. Like I've packed up my whole studio to the next house. The next house is not ready for me to work in yet. But I kind of wanna. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are gonna hear that when I um. When I mute the background sound, <laughs> the stress is high in my house because, like I said, we're moving. But um, basically, yeah, uh, our feature <laughs> guest just walked into the featuring. Room. Um, Always. but basically, um, damn, bro, cat threw you off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. We forced the move, and the, you have the studio. He set it up, but you're not oh, even ready to work there. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not ready to work there, but I'm trying to basically force it so that the change can occur before it's meant to happen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We're moving. I can't say the date because um, we get robbed. <laughs> that's gonna confuse you guys. But yeah, so let's just say we're moving in like four days. Well, I want. I'm. I'm trying to move all my stuff now. Just because I don't want that change to be later. I want it to be now so I can already adapt. Mm-hmm. Rather than just, like we said, uh, follow the the vibrations of life and just accept when it happens, it happens. And does that ever like happen to you guys? Do you find? Yeah. I think when I'm excited about something, I try and do it faster and like rush to the day. Like I found when I when I had like something important that day i would always wake up before my alarm or Mm -hmm. like just be up so early or like go to sleep super early on the day before hoping that it's like it's like a video game you wake up yeah Yeah, it's gonna be there (laughs) yeah yeah but like before like a show or before a track meet or before a basketball game i'd always wake up so early and just be ready for that and i'd already have my stuff like planned out like from like two days before and like stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like those kids that um leave their outfit out. Uh, yeah, for day of school for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> you got that shit ready. Well, now we know what meme's gonna be in the <laughs> first day fit. <laughs> I already see a meme now. It's like yeah, the shoes on the bottom. <laughs> like, the... With the pants yeah, yeah, the pants. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think um yeah, that's the weird thing. Like if you overprepare for change, it's um I think that's for me personally, I know it's probably one of the biggest things to work on. But for a lot of people maybe. Like you do that a lot? Not even that I do it a lot, but for trying to force change, meanwhile there's other things going on and you almost ignore them because you're forcing the change. Meanwhile, like like there's other things to appreciate while change is coming. But you're just kind of so focused on the change, like just fly right by your head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then like just 
being in the moment, like just be in the moment and the change is still going to come. Like, like you said, the day you're going to move is there. Yeah. Like whether you do it now or later, the day yeah. is still there. Mm-hmm. If you have everything moved, you're there's still moving day that day. Yeah. So like, it's like a conundrum of like that perfect level of being prepared, but don't over prepare and then miss out on everything else. Because life is like, it's not that singular. So many things go on. So many different things are happening that one to focus so hard on one thing and mentally invest in one thing to the point to where you finish it so early that you're even still waiting on the day and you're just like, let it come, let it come. Like I know, like, I think maybe when I order something that I really want, the worst thing I do is like, you just have a day, you have useless days. Like, I don't know if anyone else has, but like, it's like, let's say order something and it comes in three days. And those three days, you didn't really plan anything. And, and you're just waiting for it. Yeah, you just spend the three days mentally waiting for the fourth day. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and I'm like, I'll look back and be like, even though I like this, I wasted three solid days waiting for this feeling. And it's like, it's almost like expectations. Like, I usually don't set my expectations that high. But like, if you're a person who does, that can be devastating in a lot of situations because if you keep wasting all the days in between for the day of change and the change isn't the way you expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Cause like for me, if like something's not how I expect it to be, I'm like, Oh, okay, whatever. That doesn't affect me that bad personally. But if you're someone who it does, the worst thing you could do is like try and over prepare and be early to it and just waste everything in between waiting on that moment. I feel. Yeah. That's that's true, cause like, I feel like a lot of people, it's not it's not really like calculated in the way that they approach certain situations, and I'm guilty of it a lot. Like, um, for example, I said when I move, I'm gonna start streaming myself making beats, but I could have been doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm just waiting till the day I move to do it. Yeah, which is that exact situation. And that's kind of why I wanted to move myself so the day that I move, I could have that stuff. But who who says that the day that I move on paper is actually going to be the day that I can record the first video? Because everything, although the stuff might be there, might not be ready for that specific task. Mm. And I could have technically set it up here and then moved it to the next spot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think it's funny because like that quote is like... um some days not a day of the week mm-hmm. so it's almost like because like the, the exact same thing you said i did that with streaming i don't know how many years at first it started with okay well i need a webcam okay well then i need a good mic and then i need this i need that and then every time you get it there's always something flawed because mm-hmm. like i keep i just kept giving myself a date of someday instead of just being like well, I could do it until I get this and I could do this until I get that. Mm-hmm. Cause even when I got the mic, the dumbest thing happened. I don't know what was wrong with like the way it hooks up, but you're supposed to have like the good quality mic for the stream mm-hmm. and then use the headset with the people you're playing Party with. Chat. Yeah. But the way the settings were on the PlayStation, if you plug the headset 
into if you put the like the game capture into the computer like a bunch of different things you just couldn't you had to do the opposite of what you're supposed to do so i waited all this time to get something for it to not work anyway yeah so i'm like well i could have been doing it from a long time ago Mm -hmm. i had it different then when i get it figure out oh it still doesn't work the way i wanted to and then I can't from that point say, well, I got to wait till I fix that problem. At that point, I kind of realized like that was my home. I'm like, okay, this is pointless because if I keep doing this, it's there's always going to be something stopping me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why not just start it? Like That, that kind of reminds me of, <laughs> this is kind of dumb. I don't know if you guys do this, but like when I would study for something, I barely studied first of all, but like <laughs> if I would study for something or like get ready to go somewhere, mm-hmm. Or even like sometimes when I'm not feeling like getting out of bed, like when I'm trying to get out of bed, I'd have to do it on like when the time is like, say, eight o'clock or eight thirty or eight fifteen. It has to be like one of those perfect numbers. No, really. Like I couldn't get out of bed if it's like eight forty six. Then I'd wait till it's 14 more minutes. Nah, I know I know those ones because like it's like say you wake up early for your alarm, you still don't get out of bed until your alarm mm. goes. Yeah. Out. <laughs> and um, one thing that actually made me change that was um uh-huh. my mom taught me this thing like if you want to do something like say you're sitting down and you're you're tired as hell you're not or you're lying down you're tired as hell but you forgot to go brush your teeth for example and you have to get up one thing like is tell yourself that thing you have to do after you get up to brush my teeth and then go five four three two one and on one do that activity i swear to god every single time you'll be able to do it mm-hmm. it's weird but it works because like yeah. you're preparing yourself to do it and then when one hits it's kind of like a game in a way yeah it's like it actually makes like that makes me do so many more things especially when i'm tired because you have to focus on that one task i feel like mm-hmm. like when you're tired you're just like i'm not trying to get up oh five four what, what are you counting about? oh i know what we're counting about and you go do it on one mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i don't know that's one thing that made me change that um, unless you guys have anything to say, I want to kind of change the topic. Um, I was going to say, actually, that's weird that you said that because I thought about it and most of the things I figured out how to get productive at, I learned from playing video games. Mm-hmm. So like there was days and this sounds bad where I've played video games for maybe like 18 hours straight with people. Yeah. Like we play 18 hours straight. And I feel like everybody's done that at least in high school one day. Yeah, but we did it for like weeks Except at a time. Except for maybe Ben. Ben yeah, never, never, never did that. But yeah, no, like I've, I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be like eighteen hours active, <laughs> and we were like, we did this for like, I want to say two weeks straight. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I was, every day I was getting maybe four hours of sleep. Fam, did you shower? Of course I did. <laughs> no, that's the, that was funny. That was, the only breaks we had were the few times we ate. When we woke up, because we woke up a cer- every single day, we woke up at a certain time. It didn't matter how many hours of sleep we got. It was like <laughs> that time you wake up. And then it was like, but it was weird because in a, in a sense, it taught me discipline mm-hmm. of when it was like. Like I have to go and do this right now. Yeah. Like if I saw the time, even if, if I, let's say we're meeting up at six, if I woke up and it was 530 and I only got three hours of sleep, it was like, well, I still got to get ready. Like you, you have to push through it in a sense. Cause like, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm doing this. I set my mind to this and like setting goals and like everything. And like, obviously like video games kind of like set goals, like the endor- mini endorphins from like, like you said, five, four, three, two, one. It like triggers when you get up, you're like, oh my God, like dopamine probably starts rushing. Cause you're like, you gave yourself a little 
uh, what would be like a mission. And on one was when the mission starts. And then when you're doing it, all you think about is the reward. So it's like the mini rewards in video games. So that was like, it's pretty similar in where you're like wiring your brain to perform in circumstances where you give small pleasures mentally mm-hmm. to like to work through it because if you don't then you you won't because like three hours like most people if you slept for three hours for two weeks straight i felt like death some of those days like i was literally like i don't know how i was awake mm-hmm. but like mentally like you just learn to like go through it and that but then it taught me like if you really want something the barriers to really getting it are like everything you think is non-existent mm-hmm. like lack of sleep to a degree is not like you obviously need a certain amount of sleep because like by the end of that two weeks man like my brain was just like foggy as hell mm-hmm. and then like the next day i think one day i slept for like 18 hours but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then like it's still like and during that two weeks man i'm like i realized like if i can do this what stopped me from applying this to anything else like my whole life i've always like noticed like the easiest thing to get me up in the morning is to mentally prepare myself for what I'm going to do tomorrow. And I feel like this point that you're making right now is like kind of what I said in the beginning, like um, how change affects all of us. And even with that manifest idea is like everybody has the same things that help them, but they see it in a whole different way, different Mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm. Like um, that, that same example for you, mine is way more like, like spiritual, mm-hmm. I would say it's like it would be too long to explain it, and I don't really have like the train of thought to explain it. But maybe an- another time I'll explain it. But like I would see how you see it as like a reward, kind of like mm-hmm. you're gonna get this out of it if you do this one thing. Mm-hmm. I don't see it like that, but I can understand it because it kind of relates to how I see it in a different way and how this action is gonna impact this thing. It's kind of like a chain of events that we all see but we take that idea from something that we've done in our past and i think that's just tough yeah, like, yeah. i think that's I, I yeah i see like going from that topic like there are some issues that like or some things that the change need the change that you're trying to get like triggers something in your head and like gives you many rewards but then there's other things that the change doesn't really affect you, but it'll affect like other people or you, or you, like the future. Mm-hmm. And like, so that's like, I don't know. I feel like some, we kind of need to change to like accomplish those things more. Like if we take like climate change, like realistically, a lot of the people who are like in power in the world right now aren't going to experience the full effects of like an actual climate like crisis. Mm-hmm but i will and like my kids will and so like Mm -hmm. you have to change things that won't affect you Mm -hmm. but it'll affect the future Mm -hmm. and people who like you love in the future realistically Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's just a different way of thinking about like change for Mm -hmm. sure i was gonna say i think that's one of my like um biggest i get like pet peeves is like for me when I look at change, most things 
like if you if you're going to change something personally it's going to be like a short time span but if you want to change something like as a group it's you have to think long term and like it's funny that you said that like climate change the people who aren't affected are the people who are obviously like none of us in our lifetime will probably experience anything that severe from climate change the earth like the earth's still going to be there but like you have to think about your future family or future people in general if you don't like want a family or anything like that Mm -hmm. and like just think about like imagine your parents imagine if they had to suffer through whatever it is is the effects and i don't think there's a lot of that in general for anything like in the world i think for me the biggest thing i even talk about with you all the time is like people talk about change for social like justice issues but no one ever wants to sacrifice the fact that they're not going to experience that change mm-hmm. to make it happen. We actually we, we talked about, about this the yeah. other day. Yeah. Yeah, really. um, basically, um, I, w- I said, what I said kind of in a way like, if you look at all the stuff that happened from back then compared to now, mm-hmm. a lot's changed. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we have to keep doing small things that in the future are going to help change. And both you guys kind of got mad at me for saying that because Mm -hmm. obviously as a black person in society, I want a lot of things to change, Mm -hmm. but I feel like personally, it's not realistic to expect it to change tomorrow or even change when I'm 30 Mm -hmm. or even change when I'm 40, Mm -hmm. but it could possibly change when I'm 60. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, obviously things are changing every day, mm-hmm. but um, I'm talking about like major changes, like in systemic problems, mm-hmm. like those things take a lot of time to change. Yeah. And um, I feel like over time, when you look back on the past, you can see like, oh, this thing actually happened. Like if you look back in the in, in time, you can see, oh, black people voted, were able to vote. On this day mm. Oh Black people Before that Black people didn't have to sit In the back of the bus mm. On this day You know what I mean And now it's like Oh we actually have A president mm. Oh now we can do more Than just rap and play sports mm. You know what I mean So it's like Seeing all those things Over time Is just like mm. It it helps m- Metabolize That Hunger for change mm. But at the same time We still have to be hungry And want more So that in the future all the things that we go through today, our grandkids don't have to go through. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's hard to, it's hard to see that. Like I'm, I'm young too. Like as mm-hmm. a young person, it's hard to see that because I didn't understand it for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My perspective on that was kind of like, yeah, you, we can see like progress, but realistically, those things shouldn't happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like there shouldn't be a discrepancy in like a wage gap. There shouldn't be all of like, you shouldn't have to look a certain way to get a certain job. You shouldn't have to do all this to do all that, mm-hmm. right? Like that was that's my perspective on it. That like, obviously you can look at progress and be like proud of that and like look back and be like, mm-hmm. wow, things mm-hmm. really have changed. But then for me, like, it's like, okay, but there's still so much more work to do. Like, mm-hmm. the job isn't half done yet. Like, 
we can't stop now. Yeah. And it, the thing is, for, for what you said, like, you're 100%, right? We shouldn't have to worry about those things. Mm-hmm. But the, the sad away, thing like, is, yeah, yeah <laughs> we do have to worry about those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. So to change them, it's not going to happen. It's like, it's. I feel like kind of right now, 2020, it's kind of like me wanting to move. Like everybody started snapping, posting all the stuff about George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. It was like so positive. And now it's yeah. just like, wait, oh, Joe Biden's president now. And they're like, oh, this thing's going to change now. Uh-huh. And no one no one really knows. Obviously, the realistic, realistic thing is like, just because Joe Biden's president if Obama wasn't changing the things that you're 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 worried about, yeah. realistically, Joe Biden's not. That's just my opinion. But uh, I was going to say because I always say this to anyone: I have zero support for Joe Biden. And there was actually a guy I watched him. He's like, oh, I forgot his name, but he's like a YouTube news person. And even him, he didn't vote specifically because he is liberal. He was a Democrat, but he couldn't vote for Joe Biden because. He actively voted for the war in Iraq. So he's pro-war, factually. He was one that, in the 90s, the crime bill, that would, the three strikes you're out, mm-hmm. he was for that. He voted for it. Factually, he's p- helping the system put more people in prisons. Mm-hmm. Like, the even Kamala Harris, like, factually, she was taking, like, these laws that we always call discriminatory and using... And I'm not saying like they're bad people for it. Obviously, some of them use it to progress their career. Mm-hmm. And I get that. But at the end of the day, if your catalyst for change are the people who support what you oppose, that's, I think, my whole thing with change. Like, I feel like the fact that we came to the point where settling for two people, like, this, I think this was like the funniest meme I saw because it was so true. How is it? Just like a few months ago, we were saying abolish the police and we put in the guy who voted for the Crime Act and a woman who incarcerated over like 180 black men past their due time so that they could serve labor in the state of California. Like we're saying abolish the police and then we're saying it's a W in any fashion. I don't care who he's facing. I get if you think Biden's not as bad as Trump. But like that's not a that's not a W. This is this is this is this is what I will say for the the one thing because me and you've had this talk a lot where we say regardless. <laughs> <laughs> me and you had this 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 um combo where we say regardless of how bad Obama would have been in anybody's eyes, mm-hmm. didn't matter what he did, we would have saw him as a hero. Mm-hmm. And I think. Um, it's important for women to have some uh, like like a oh yeah like that that's that's one thing I will always say like is important for Kamala Harris because yeah. now my daughter is gonna believe that she can be president yeah like realistically so, I'm not ever gonna attack her yeah. for being a woman like she's just like she's very capable to do a job everything like mm-hmm. that for me when I judge both of them I judge them on their track record because realistically if you're you're saying like in your campaign we're gonna bring change we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and then you spend your entire career mm-hmm. doing fact like we can look up the facts and you saw the exact opposite i can call you out regardless of sex race anything like that I but think- i get that it's important to have her in office yeah 
I wasn't I wasn't even talking about I know I was just clearing that for yeah, me because I know some sure. people might say oh you're just saying that because even though I'm black other people would be like oh is it because she's a woman huh? do you hate black women and you're like bro like yeah, yeah not nah, for sure like we, for sure I understand that I criticize Obama too but yeah I don't hate black men exactly I was gonna say I think that like talking about it in terms of politicians like politicians are very flawed people like there we've talked about this before I think on the podcast how like politicians will like the first like three years of their term pretty much is just undoing what the last person did Mm -hmm. pretty much so like you can't really like a politician now I feel like is what they represent and the people who they represent so like if you look at America right now, there's Trump supporters and then there's the other people, the left. Mm-hmm. And it's just like two kind of gangs that like support this like figure that represents them. I would I would kind of argue that. I would feel like I feel like there's a Trump supporters, there's a left and then there's a huge middle. But no, even then I think there's Trump supporters, there's conservatives who will stay conservative no matter what. They're like neutral people. There are liberals and then there are left people because like i think there's no ever distinction between liberals and left because like they that's a big difference nowadays but and trump supporters i think this is one of the most interesting about things about trump and why if someone voted for him i won't i wouldn't judge someone on any basis for voting for trump because from this standpoint alone i could say i could see why they might have had faith in four years ago joe biden has taken hundreds of millions of dollars in loans to do his campaigns. Do we think that all the people who gave those loans aren't going to ask for a favor now that he's president? Trump took his own money to fund his own campaign. And like, there, I think there's like a loophole to where he can like kind of recover some of it back. But like, yeah, but he's finessing that money for his Oh, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's like, he, someone explained it one time, but I don't remember. It was like four years ago, obviously. So like he gets a lot of it back, but he still uses his own money, and bro, that 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 him doing that probably makes him more money. If, Realistically, because he probably could write off all his businesses, and then he could. Oh, he has for, to give for, up for, some of them. That's one of the yeah. Because be, he's president. Yeah. To become president, you're not allowed to run any of your businesses yeah. at all. But he's still making that money, fam. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm not gonna doubt he's still making the money, but that in itself, because there are libertarians who voted for him. Because someone like that is someone that a lot of people envision to be a better leader. Because if you aren't, if you're self-funded, you're now he's the only limitation he has is okay, what party he's part a part of, and like the general landscape of politics. Like Joe Biden going into office, we have to understand every policy he makes. Not only does he have to worry about he's a Democrat, so he already can't make a conservative like law or they'll look at you like crazy like a too conservative law not to say that like things are conservative but then he's restricted by his party he's restricted by the landscape of politics so even if he wanted to convey change he couldn't really depending on everyone else who's in politics and then now on top of that what makes a lot of presidents look bad is that now you have to do all your favors so then now you start implementing laws that screw over the people that you got to vote for you which is like for me the political system is flawed in a way like realistically yeah but majority of those are not even going to get passed like what like if you if you change as a, as a president you can't really change laws because you first of all Joe Biden doesn't have the senate 
so he can't even make a law. Yeah, but like it'd be like let's say I'm Pfizer and I'm worried about lawsuits from the Supreme Court. And you're like, okay, I could invest lobbying and stuff like that and you fund the campaign and then they put a judge in place, like let's say one judge dies and you know you kind of you kind of need to skew the Supreme Court and then you fund the president, the president changes the new judge to someone who would be pro not targeting you as a company. I said Pfizer, but like, you know, never, I'm not actually saying Pfizer does something like that. I just came to mind because pharmaceuticals is a very scrutinized industry, but your money could actually control your practices because they could do practices that are probably against not only the people's view of how businesses should practice, but the government's view itself of how it should be practiced. And it doesn't matter that the Senate is this or that is that because they could also fund both parties regardless. But so, if you're... So if let you're, me ask you a question, though. Yeah. What's, what's worse, him doing that for Pfizer or Trump doing that for himself? That's the, that's the whole thing about it. Like, if the, the... I spoke about Trump as a glimmer of hope if you voted for him. As someone, ha, as you see, he's less... I think this is the word that they use, like, politically, if you follow it. Like, there'd be someone who's establishment and someone who's anti-establishment. So Joe Biden would be, they call a complete uh i think they called he's the guy called him a neo liberal um establishment guy politician so that means he acts like he's gonna put in pro liberal laws to help everyone but realistically the way he's always conducted himself as a politician is whatever we need to do like if the big companies are funding the government so then they get their way like whatever is already in place that's what he's going to promote. He's not going to promote change because it's not conducive to the environment he's trying to work in. Like you can't take these people, their their money. You can't have the system all running on this and then run with them and then go like backstab them. It wouldn't work out for you. So I think this was, he made a point like this, like Trump, it was interesting that he's so hated in the media because although he has made a lot of establishment, like pro-establishment laws, he is, he represents anti-establishment, someone who's not a politician, someone who's outside the loop of politics of like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that to be president. And people kind of like go to that because we've had so many presidents that are pro-establishment and we see the lack of change. Like even for to Ben's point, for me, I don't have to see the change in my lifetime, but I can see patterns. And for me, the pattern that we are falling into is falling for the fact that little change is the only change that's possible. I think just mathematically, if we look at everything, nothing makes sense. Like if every change is a small change, where's the variable for the big change? Like big changes have to happen. There's no such thing as big change. In what sense? That big change. The big change is the time. The big change is the time that happened. If you look back from now to 1960, it is a big change. Mm-hmm. But if you look 1960 to 1961, it's a small change that happened in, in between that time. I could argue that because let's say the attitude of the average person that was in that was in a country that was involved in either World War One or Two, their attitude of war at the beginning of that war 
and that the end of the, those wars were completely different. And it was only a span has, of eight has years. Has there been wars since? That's my point. Has there? I'm no. I'm saying there's no wars where we heavily involve the people in it, where we know casualties are... Like, we haven't had a world war since World War II because so many countries, the people came to the understanding of how devastating war really can be. And in a span of, oh, I don't know exactly how, how long World War so II lasted. So why did it take two, though? Realistically, the world wasn't involved in the and first one. You don't think that people were scared, when was it, like January? About another world war? Everybody was like, it depends. The like, media was yeah. going ham about it. But that's the thing. I For, think, I think war is that is a good point. Uh, but I feel like it's not war could definitely happen for sure. Like, Again, for me, in our lifetime, I yeah, think. it could. And I'm not saying, like, even I'm Nigerian, I could see a civil war going on in Nigeria in my lifetime. I couldn't see a world war because there's like cer certain circumstances. And it doesn't make sense. Like, why would you start? Like, no one's realistically going to start a war at this point, solely based off the fact that if you start a war, you can end the world. Like, we've never had those stakes. So, if you're going to end the world, whatever you're fighting is pointless, because what what could really matter so much that you'd potentially end the world off of nothing. Okay, so but what's the big change from the war? My point is. We saw from a, a span of a de around a decade that you can change not only the mindset of hundreds of millions of people, but you can change how, like, after World War II, to, the way, like, the Vietnam War, it was so hard for the United States to get people to really buy into that war, and they lost it too. So people literally, like, wanted to put it in the back. Like, it was, it's been so hard. It's every single year it gets harder and harder to convince people to go to war. They just pass it in the Senate by like saying things like, like when they went into Iraq, oh, they got weapons of mass destruction. We need a, we're fighting for peace. You know what I mean? Like all the, they have to cover it. They can't, before they used to say, we're going to war. They'd say the exact reason they're going to war. They wouldn't even hide it. And they just say, we're going, and everyone would be like, okay, yeah, let's okay, go. But hear this, like if, if, we're talking about 1960 to here. Mm -hmm. Let me say that's a big change that's happened. When was the first war? Nin 1912? 14, something like that. To 1946? That's a that's a big amount of time. That's for, one lifetime, though. Exactly. But that's my point. That's, I'm saying. So is one lifetime for from 1960 to here. Yeah. And that's, my, that's the point I'm trying to make. If we could come that far in one aspect. Because here's, here's my point. The extremes are an example of what's possible, not of what should be. That like example I'm giving is showing that when pressure is really like these for things that we know shouldn't exist, when we come to things lot, we come together as people until everyone comes together as people and we like discuss the issues and we weigh out the pros and cons. Like if it's black people and white people, we have a, like a real discussion of like what is rate. Cause I think, what stops progress is not really, I don't, I don't know, like realistically, like how many people percentage of people do we think is really racist these days? But like, there's a lot of ignorant people. Yeah. There's a lot of people who haven't met black people who may say things that could be perceived as racist to another black person. Like, yeah, that happens. But realistically, the percentage of truly racist people is dropping every day, the more like everyone's integrated. So we have to I don't come. I know about that stuff. That's just. 
I think there's I a lot of places. I don't agree with that. I think all. that's because we live in like in Toronto, like that's one of the most like multicultural places you can yeah. be, right? But so I'm, if you go to if you go to a place like mm-hmm. I don't know, Middle America or even Middle Canada, like mm-hmm. you you go to like Alberta, mm-hmm. like not you don't even have to go there because realistically, just the area that we live in personally, mm-hmm. I can't even walk home without people crossing the street. Yeah. And and I think I think that is a form of racism. It it can be you can make an argument that it is ignorance or that it is just like, but whatever. But why but, are you scared of black people in the first place? Because of literally like because of the history. Like if you take like less like the image of black people as like a savage, right? That mm-hmm. came from like the media way back, like literally portraying black people as like these crazy animals that would like rape and kill Mm -hmm. and that's just been ingrained in people's heads so it's different now like they're not scared that like like the fear is just like set in certain people that like they don't know what can happen but they think something's gonna happen the the biggest form of racism that you can see every single day is bro if if a white person commits a crime like Remember that that white guy who who shot like up that church and killed bare people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he killed. I swear he's in like a mental home right now. Is I'm he even sure. in? Even, sure. I don't even know if he's in the bin. I'm not gonna say that's facts. Yeah. But the media did not okay. even. What's what's that guy who in Minnesota started shooting all the people? Yeah, the sixteen year old. Yeah, that guy. Nobody looked at him like he's crazy. If a black person gets shot and killed. They say, oh, he had gang relations, blah, blah. Mm. They make him look like a villain. Mm-hmm. That's a form of racism mm-hmm. in itself. Yeah. That happens all the time from the news, which yeah. is where everybody gets their information from. Mm-hmm. So those people that we say are ignorant, they're they're getting those things from a racist outlet. Yeah. So just but, just in general, like it's gonna be racist from the start, in my opinion. I think that's where like we maybe we differ because like for me, news outlets I think inherently they use racism for views, so they promote it, yeah, which but- is why I said we have to come together and like say like we have to like ethically come to like if we came to a table, let's say we talked about the topic of news, we can't race bait in news, the realistic like not saying like in that sense, but I'm saying like if the news keeps changing the image of people based on what's gonna get them the most views, we have to we have to make that kind of misinformation or um like the toxicity of that information we have to penalize them for it yeah but but news is is targeted if you watch nba tv all you're gonna see is black life matters commercials right yeah because black people are watching it if you watch the news they're catering to probably middle-aged white people because those are the people that are probably watching that channel Mm -hmm. so why do they portray black people so badly on that channel it's because those people low-key will agree with that image. Yeah, because a lot of them probably don't know any black people at all. I know, which in my opinion is a form of racism because like they're getting their 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 ideas mm-hmm. from a racist outlet. Do mm-hmm. you agree on that at least? Yeah. But like they have no... That's like if, if I went to some place and I was just like, oh, fuck all white people because... They think I'm fucking reckless. Mm. I'm gonna fucking shoot them. Yeah. One of my best friends is white. Mm. <laughs> like I don't have that view. Mm-hmm. So why just because 
you get your information from a certain outlet. Mm-hmm. Like, I got bullied by white people growing up from school. Mm-hmm. I don't hate white people at all. Yeah. So why is it that you got your information from a certain place, saw that black people are so scary, mm-hmm. but that's all you go on? Yeah. I don't understand that. It's really easy. They did in Germany. People, a lot of people in Germany didn't know many like there's Jewish people like in like there were Jewish people in, in that area, but they were a very small minority population. A lot of, more of them were in Poland than Germany, and they vili- they vilified a whole just one sect of religious people by just the two factors of not many people knew Jewish people, and they were going through a very rough time from World War One, and they just painted an image. And because as people, we need like instinctively we need a bad guy in our life like that's something that people draw to a lot of people will dislike a certain thing based on just the fact that they need something to not dislike that's a natural instinct so you add racist news source with someone who's seeking a bad guy for their personal issues yeah they'll be racist because the news source is aiding because like if the news kept saying this person died blah 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 nothing about like they didn't add like any personal information because realistically this is news mm-hmm. the facts matter doesn't matter what like if the race yeah maybe it matters because like you need to identify the person but does it really matter someone got shot someone got shot like we don't need to put race in this so that that alone is where i'm saying we need to go to these outlets and stop them because they're more at fault than someone who's looking for a bad guy in their own life and they're taking it out on what everyone's portraying because if we took out the news from saying that that person's gonna find a different bad guy that person's bad guy is not gonna be black people yeah but at the same time the person needs to be held accountable because like say somebody say ben gets shot yeah by somebody who believes hates him yeah and then i go and kill that person yeah i'm taking my energy out on that person Mm -hmm. because i'm upset that he got injured yeah or he got killed. Sorry, mm-hmm. I can't do that. That's that's not how you react to yeah. It's definitely not situations. Right. Yeah. So although you can get your your information from there, and you could be upset about other things, and you take it out on, mm-hmm. you have to control. Definitely, you have to be held to, accountable. Yeah. In that sense, but it's not held accountable, which is my, that my biggest problem. Because what's his name? I think it's Kyle Rittenhouse. He's not how they kept, bro. They gas. What did they call him? Um, a vigilante. Yeah. Bro, that's bro. I've never seen that in my life. Like, I think he AR just wetting up man's like. Yeah. Bro. But yeah, he he's um, goddamn, he's going to court. I forgot what state he's from. And he he pleaded. It was bro, in Wisconsin. First, they did it right. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Illinois. He's going like the man the court traveled, fam. Yeah. yeah. And that and that's the one thing I think um people were trying to like say, oh, self-defense, this, that. Like, no, it was even if it was self-defense, it was already illegal for him to own a gun. He was 16, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the gun laws from his state and Wisconsin. Because Illinois has like some of the strictest gun laws. And then Wisconsin's like a bit looser. Yeah. But like he still didn't even meet the requirements. He was too young to even have an AR in the first place. And he he didn't have a license at all. It was not his gun. So like just a bunch of things were wrong with it. So, and that was an act of hate. Yeah, like at the end of the day, he was just like, and is there were so many acts hate. Like I saw people who, were, like if even if it was like, um, I think that was the major problem. It was like you, if like let's say people rioted, it's like there's rioters 
Mm-hmm. And then there's protesters. Okay. Don't mix the two together. Let me let me humor you guys on this. Yeah. I can I can probably almost guarantee you guys are not anti-maskers. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know. <laughs> okay, so you I'm guys are not anti-maskers. <laughs> if you go to an anti-mask thing, yeah. you're probably going to find majority white people. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I, out of nowhere, you guys need to put on a fucking mask and I just started shooting people. Mm-hmm. You know what I would look like in the news? Mm-hmm. Not, a vigi- not a vigilante. Mm-hmm. That's the same type of thing, but it's because it's controlled by a certain thing. Yeah. The outcome is totally different. Yeah. I, and it, the thing about Dylan Roof, it depended on what news outlet that you saw that like, like obviously all the right wing ones that are pro gun glorified them. And a lot of, and that's the thing. A lot of them glorify them based on the fact that like, let's say like the NRA backs all the right wing companies because they all back the gun laws. Mm-hmm. So they could care. They probably could say, oh yeah, what he did is wrong. But they're like, but we can't ban guns, so we gotta like, you know, hype them up a little bit. We need to bring the gun image up. If we bring his image up, the image of guns goes up. And then the other side's like, well, we hate guns. And then they almost play a game where they take out the actual things that matter, and they're playing the game of what benefits us. Which is why I. That's why I feel like news has so much impact because realistically, they're playing with society by being by not being held accountable. Like we keep, Mm -hmm. like even realistically Dylan Roof, like legally, we'll see if he gets held accountable or not. Like legally, we'll see. But in the court of public opinion, there's a bunch of people that saw him as a hero. Mm -hmm. And what was that due to? It wasn't due to like people randomly were like, damn, you know that kid in Wisconsin that shot a bunch of like people posting Black Lives Matter? Some guy didn't just come out of nowhere and say, yeah, he did a great thing. They saw it on the news. The news glorified him. They're like, yeah, they only gave them the facts that helped glorify him. They didn't put out that he was underage with a gun. They didn't like. They said he was self-defense. If you go on a news source where you're supposed to get yeah, but fam, facts. If you went on that and you saw that exact same thing, are you gonna think that? But the thing is, like, I saw the way they portrayed it. Like, you wouldn't know if he just shot random people. Like, literally, I saw. I think it was like a Fox report. All they were saying it was like, yeah, he was defending his his something store from getting looted and he shot people that were like trying to enter the store blah blah like they so literally you're gonna raid a man for shooting somebody for defending a store like i said it's <laughs> if it's legal i'm not gonna say i'm gonna defend him but if it's legal it's legal like he should be punished if it's illegal and if it's legal and they broke the law that's like you as a person you have to understand like if you if you're riding and you're gonna break property and you understand that it's legal in that area <laughs> it's legal in that area to get shot you should be smarter about it i'm not saying that you deserve to die i'm just saying that that's like a conflict of interest more than a conflict of law i'm not gonna argue if i'm gonna raid or not because realistically i'm i'm not big on people shooting people i'm also not anti-gun so it's like if, he, if what he did was illegal he needs to be punished for it and it was so he needs to be punished but then i like the way they portrayed it, they portrayed it like it was legal, like he was serving justice, and they didn't say any negative aspect. And you watch the news, a lot of people, I don't personally, but a lot of people watch the news and that's their fact check. And they're not giving the facts. Yeah. So like, if I came to you and I said, everything positive about one person's life and nothing negative, would you think bad of them? Realistically. 
It depends on how big the person is. How what? Like if you if you came up to me and started talking about Ben and I didn't know Ben and you yeah. said positive things, I wouldn't I wouldn't it wouldn't like I would I would probably rate Ben. That's what if I'm it, saying. If it was somebody who was big, like on TV, mm-hmm. I would definitely do my own research. But that's just me personally. Like, yeah. if it's somebody like, if you tell me about Drake, oh, he's the best rapper, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go and be listen like, to listen him, to like, yeah, and see what he's saying because mm-hmm. I'm gonna have my own opinion on a bigger thing. Yeah. So I don't know. But then, like, that's like I said, for me, I don't look at news as a reliable source of facts, but that. That's counterintuitive to the definition of news. So that's not the norm. Just like like what you're saying, it's smart to do. And that's what we advise. But imagine we came, we we're in a point in time where we say you have to fact check the news. Like imagine that. Like that 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 sounds so counter. Like that what's the point? From the, all news sources are biased, one or the other. Oh yeah. Or, so like that's why you have to fact check the news because there's no absolute bias. I mean absolute neutral news source yeah first-hand knowledge yeah because realistically we don't hold news accountable like think about it like this news is they're they're at legally you can i will will counter that people hold news accountable to the news that doesn't favor them like yeah uh if black lives matter does a post that's incorrect i will never challenge it and Mm -hmm. if like for example trump would or even Trump with uh, all his fake news. He yeah. challenges all the news that's against him. But if they say something positive about him, he's not going to challenge it. Yeah. So I, I say people challenge news. What they people. already don't believe in. Yeah, what they but don't, then what if, doesn't favor But them. then that doesn't matter realistically because you're already in your own bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, the three of us are quite liberal. So realistically, how many... I know, like, a few, and none of them... I like, know face to face. Every single person that I know that's conservative is American. And I talk to them through a chat. So like I don't even know many people face to face that are conservative. So realistically, like who's really challenging the the false things that like we know in our circle? Not really many people. And this is we're people who challenge things in general. Most people are in bubbles. I know you definitely know people. Cause like in the art, I feel like in this field of art, there's a lot of people in that left bubble that have never left it. Like, literally, you could say a complete lie, and then there's people in the complete opposite, in that right bubble, and they're probably, like you said, in Midwestern Tennessee or something, and you could tell them nothing but facts about people or information, and they'll be like, that's a lie. Trump said that's a lie. Like, even if Trump didn't say that's a lie, this is just like, that's a lie, because they just don't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm saying, like, I guess it's, it's a difference of opinion, but uh, I feel like, like, that ignorance in a way is racism mm-hmm. and that's i think that's where our points alter yeah i'm, I'm gonna switch the topic i was actually gonna make uh, oh go, you go first say, okay my one thing maybe this is just my like lens of how i see things but when i like see like people who are in the left stuck in that bubble mm-hmm. versus people who are in the right that are stuck in that bubble mm-hmm. I, to me it seems like people in the right are hanging on to like things that oppose me and oppose people who are trying to like progress yeah so they're holding on to the past kind of yeah and left trying to like progress and like like have like empathy and sympathy for everyone Mm -hmm. it seems but you could you could also be over empathetic to the point of 
it's getting illogical. What do you mean? Like, let's say, and this more applies to Canada. Let's say we wanted to extend our healthcare even more. Like, and I'm not just saying like a little bit, like we drastically wanted to extend it. Realistically, we don't have the financial capacity to do so. And I'm not saying that that's not, that's the reason that we shouldn't do it. I'm saying that's the reason we should generate more money to be able to do so. But like, we don't distinct that in the conversation. No one ever brings that. When you say money, people automatically go to, oh, do you, all you care about is the money. Like, you know what I mean? When realistically, like, yeah, that's kind of how society works. Not to say that the money is more important than people's health, but hey, let's find creative. Like no one ever, not, neither side ever comes to, hey, this person's like, oh, that's going to cost money. That's dumb. This person's like, no, we need to do it no matter what, even if we don't have the money. There's no middle ground of let's find a way to generate the money and do it. Yeah. I, that's where for me, it is. like you can be empathetic, super empathetic, but you can get to the point where it doesn't help because realistic, we have to get like you like if holding on to the past is not smart realistically mm-hmm. and then grasping onto something we're not close to is also not smart like we have to find that middle ground of like hey let's progress but let's go like where we can go because we can always progress if we do that but if we keep overextending how many times have we repealed legally things that could help people because like let's say the province they give out a lot of money and then the next government's like well we gave out too much money now and then we, they pull it back but realistically, if we'd made a middle ground of, hey, we know we can do this and keep it within our budget. And then if we keep finding new ways to generate wealth, we can keep going, keep this going. Like we've never really done that. The problem with that, though, is every government thinks they're doing that. Exactly. Yeah. And every government starts out by doing that in their fourth year when it's too late. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But what, if you take like an issue like, let's say, climate change, yeah. which is like can also go in ways that like left generally cares about climate change right? mm. generally thinks oh it's a hoax it's not yeah from like, to me that's not a political issue it's like things are happening yeah. now and like you have to change something now mm-hmm. to actually combat it yeah i think there's like a lot of things about that that's like nuance like um there's a lot of like the whole paper straws and i'm a super hater of paper straws just fact checked. It's not better for the environment than plastic yeah, I straws. I think you don't need a straw. Like just yeah, you don't like realistically. Like, like if you like neither straw. Really, you don't need a straw in general. Like eliminating straws would probably be the smartest thing to do because both of them aren't good for the environment. But like, there's a lot of things, even um, renewable energy. Because like some straws are not coming out. By the way, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> Your cups drink right from the rim. <laughs> but yeah, um, factually, I think get it, the environment, um because I've actually kept up with the science for most of my life, neither side has really been too great with it. Like we have people that have said, we need to make everything renewable energy. And then fact check, Germany tried it. They found out that they needed nuclear power just to actually sustain the rest of the solar power. So there's some places, like if you look at Iceland, yeah, I'm. I don't remember what percentage of their of their energy is it's like renewable. Just, yeah, but it's like yeah. a very high percentage. Yeah, they're also like, a, um, an island of. That's true. They have very like unique yeah. situations. Yeah, that's why I was like, like, it's there are ways to like. And it's also weird because all the examples of places that do really well with, like um, like recycling and all that, 
it's always countries with such a low population that theoretically what they're doing is good but we never talk about i think um one big thing was like um sweden they're like one of the best as renewable energy wise they borrow energy from neighboring countries because like they got to that point where germany got to where if you make everything renewable you, f- you still find out you need a non-renewable source to until they figure out that like gap so then they borrow energy no one ever brings that up so it's like never the conversation re- never really gets to like where it needs to go just based on the fact that yeah climate change is a real issue if you don't believe in this it's an issue like you're just factually incorrect if you do believe it's an issue but you don't actually suggest ideas that are factually correct you're also incorrect i think we've just like everyone in general just enters that zone of being incorrect just by nature of holding something against the other side makes sense because like i'm not saying like everything is the solutions in the middle but for the most part like you can get to a point where like you're just saying things to the point where like it, it just doesn't help and you're just wrong but like it's it's not like yeah, but I also think every single issue doesn't need a opposing side. And I feel no. like there's yeah. an opposing side on certain issues for no reason. Yeah. Just because just, they don't like the other side. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's it's not actually fighting for the issue, it's yeah. just fighting against, against someone else. That's like if you look at Go, all lives matter. Yeah. That goes to my point it's of it's literally like not fighting for anything, mm-hmm. it's just fighting against something. We we need a villain at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. Like realistically, think about this. What movement starts without a villain? Like, has we have we ever had a movement where we're just like logical ideas, nothing wrong, flawed with them? It's always some this. Yeah, it has. It could have logical ideas. It could have logical ideas, but the logical ideas stem from having a villain. They don't even stem from the issue itself. Well, I would change the word, word "villain" from "problem" to "problem." Sorry. Well, yeah. Like the thing is, villains easier because the problem doesn't have to be. Then that's why problem is a better word because it doesn't have to be a person, mm-hmm. but a lot of it we just attribute to people. And it was going to go back to my point, like um, where it comes to racism, like ignorance is racism. Uh, when I went to Nigeria, I think that's when I figured out, like I've heard this before, like they say um, it's a tribalistic nature. Technically, it's not that pe- people of it's like race isn't the actual issue. The issue is groups. I went to Nigeria where everyone's black. We all look almost identical, like skin skin color wise. And there's tribalism. This person, there's one group where the, um, like where technically where Ugo's background would be from. They're a bit lighter. They glorify themselves for that. The rest, there's the people who glorify themselves because whatever religion they, they're based in. Some glorify themselves just by the basis of the fact like Yoruba the the majority of the country they do that and I, that's when i got to the point like it doesn't matter what race anyone is in any country there's always issues spain has catalonia like we play a game where literally like all those rogue states how many of those countries even have diversity barely any of them do but they still have the issue of like tr- tribalism yeah we'll always find a way to class ourselves yeah we and just need you kind of said that when we were talking yeah about this like if like look at all these dystopian movies like (laughs) you take like the hunger games yeah there's a class that puts themselves above and everyone is underneath them Mm -hmm. ranking from one to 12 or whatever Mm -hmm. like you take like whatever um maze runner there's this group 
that's holding these people hostage like yeah. kind of like putting them through tests and simulations like using them as lab rats yeah. and like put themselves above the other class mm-hmm. we'll always find a way to do that yeah i was so. i was gonna say like not that it's it's good like uh my cousin basically said like we need to live in a dystopian movie and i was like i don't think that would be good because she was talking about divergent and how everybody goes through like different factions mm-hmm. but at one point um first of all i don't i don't like that because first of all my whole family would not even be together Mm-hmm. Because Say I want to be First of all I wouldn't even be able To be my true self Because I like music And I like sports Yeah So half of my whole life Is gone first of all Because you can only Just off one. that one thing Yeah And I'm black So I probably can't even Choose either of those uh-huh. I probably just have to go In a straight faction For that anyways Yeah So One, one third of myself Is actually me mm-hmm. But um, Another thing on that Is like Say there is a group who says the jocks don't try to take over the people who are more like analytical and smart? Yeah, because they're just physically and who stronger. Says, who says the people who are smart don't try to build weapons to take over yeah, the jocks? Yeah, exactly. So like the that in in itself to me is just flawed because that type of change happens too quickly and it doesn't actually. It kind of goes back to my point where I said yeah, you the can't, change has to happen over yeah, a long period. You can't of time. force, like you said before, we said before, you can't force change. Mm-hmm. You can't progress change too quickly. But I think we're stuck in, we're just everything slow, mm-hmm. and that's my point. I think it's probability. If we have a coin, I flip the coin, heads, tails, like it could be either or. It's like fifty fifty, and then change is quick, quick progression change, like all different types of change. But we're only experiencing like a group a certain group of change but i think i think even if you look at like the 23 years i've been on this earth yeah a lot of stuff has changed for black people yeah like there's a lot of stuff and then if you roll that up over even longer yeah. my dad went to the exact same middle school as me mm-hmm. he tells me stories to this day like if he went to the office they would beat him yeah for some dumb stuff oh yeah and like is just different like compared so like those experiences as bad as mine might be they're not like that Mm -hmm. so like over the timeline i feel like it's gonna progress and like when we look back when we're 40 oh yeah it's gonna look like a big change but but that shit didn't happen every day yeah Mm -hmm. like you said though like i think you said this maybe in in a different episode um even when you went to the office you got worse treatment than some of the other oh, for kids sure. that go to yeah. So like it's changed in the way that it doesn't look as bad, but yeah. it's still the treatment is still as bad. See that's that's, like- that's the point I'm trying to make with slow development. Like that development for me, it's like the world changed. So this one aspect just really changed a little increment, like the way the world changed. Like beating kids is not as acceptable as it was when your dad was in school. So that factor alone changed how you were treated in the office. But it basically. was still illegal back then. Yeah, but like it's illegal is just it was law, a law is based on whether they want to take you in for it or not. At yeah. the end of the day, like if they don't arrest people for it, everyone jaywalks. It's illegal. Not anymore. I don't actually. think it's illegal. It's anymore. not illegal anymore. Not everywhere. <laughs> if, but no, I think you could go if, some places if, where if you're 35 meters within the light, that's illegal. 
or something like that. Yeah. But if it's a long street and you jaywalk, it's not illegal. I I've I've been between in between like thirty five meters of a light. And I jaywalked all the time in front of the police. They don't arrest me. Like yeah, it's a law, but not, like, yeah, no. yeah. But like um, that's the point I'm trying to make. Like even marijuana, it's legal now. Compared to like back then, it wasn't legal. So then they decriminalized it, and a bunch of black people who were in jail for marijuana possession got out. But that change really only coincided with society's change. So my point is, how is it every single change? It, like society's always going to progress, no matter what. That's just how humans are. That's our nature. Mm-hmm. How is it we only have these small changes every single time, but society's already progressing? So it almost it's it's almost like it doesn't feel like like we're going to look in forty years and see so many things change, but every no matter what, like we said, every day's changing. Tomorrow's changing. We COVID. This year is so much different from last year. Oh yeah, I can't say that dirty word. <laughs> but like, yeah, the like this year has changed so much from last year and like experience. Mm-hmm. And like good or bad doesn't matter, but like these things change. And I feel like we can make larger strides if we took it serious more serious in a bunch of different avenues. It's not the same avenues that we're going through now. Cause another thing for me is like not in the states but even here you vote for a party you voted green right yeah yeah green's never won why is that we have how many choices do we have six or seven like I don't know. yeah like something like that and There's only two than five and three i think in the history of one of a hundred years ndp's won before no it was like uh actually yeah i think they did and like it was i think it was like early in there someone was telling me about that but it's it's maximum is three, likely it's two. Of all the parties, <laughs> just fact checking. I don't want to be wrong. Could be wrong. I don't know. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just a different name party. That could be possible. In Ontario, they have. I don't know about Canada. Yeah, but either way, like that's even worse <laughs> but like imagine we rolled the dice and all you ever got was one and two all the other four options never popped up mathematically that's impossible so for me where i feel change isn't happening is there's clearly something against the natural change if the options are always staying the same the progress is always the same it's always so incremental like technology when we got into high, like we just talked about blackberry was huge when we got into high school by the time we left how many different like phones went through like a complete revolution by the time we got in and left and now they've been pretty stagnant for a while but that's how change works like sometimes you know it's a little slow sometimes it's huge sometimes it's a little slow and then like it goes like that but i don't think it was it was actually a big thing and i'm about to wrap this up because this episode's getting long but yeah, yeah um i'll let you counter this point um i feel like iPhone even at that time was still pretty big because I remember Oh yeah, it was huge. I remember um my friend who's actually gonna be on this podcast, I won't say his name yet, mm-hmm. but uh, he had an iPhone and he used to always talk about iMessage and I was like, nah, BBM, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um at that point I had a Blackberry and I was now I would never have a Blackberry again. Yeah. But like I feel like that change, although it was a big change. Like you could probably find the day when everybody started getting iPhones. Mm-hmm. There's still a point where like people started getting them. Yeah. I feel like the small changes add up. And then when you look back at it, 
it's a big change. That's just how I see it personally. Yeah, yeah. But I guess you could always look at it. Every everybody's gonna see it from a different perspective. Like I said, realistically, you're not wrong. Like, I think I we have to tolerate small change because realistically, that's that's I think smalls like the smaller change is more likely than the larger change. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just because humans as humans like when there's so many things to think about in our daily life the other things kind of go in the background which is why i'm like in like the united states where someone like joe biden could be seen as a savior almost in a sense for some people it's to the point where politics is so far behind because we have so many other things to deal with as people like we have our own personal life we have our work life we have our people our relationships that we're dealing with the last thing we want to think about for four years going on is who's going to be the president to maybe help promote change. And I think we just like, there just needs to be like a congregation of like the masses of people. And maybe we, maybe it's going to come through surveys of how we think things should run and just vote on it. Like we just look at society. Like we just make a fact check, like how the news works and then give the people the facts on the news and then let them decide like oh this news is biased this news like these show instances that both sides have been biased and then say would you like if we remove this to help like you with the reliability of news and then we gave them percentage of how incorrect news is a lot of people even if it was against their viewpoint would probably be like oh wow what if the news was because like even sometimes the, i don't know if i agree with that though yeah it, it might not win mm-hmm. but i'm just saying like it, it'd be hard it's hard to do it's not like it's gonna happen in one like obviously we'd have to do this ongoing kind of like a survey or like what's that thing called when they count the population census census yeah kind of have to be like a census thing where you do it every like decade or something to figure things out but i just think that we've gone to a state of stagnation in social justice and the fact that it's not that things aren't progressing it's just that it's almost so simultaneous with the progressing of the nature of people where like it feels like nothing's happening yeah this, this is where I, what i will say on that though when martin luther king died yeah the people probably felt like that right after i feel like the reason yeah. we feel like that right now is because obama just got out of office mm. like not just but like recently like mm. martin four years after martin luther king jr died mm-hmm. is recent to those people who live that and it's just like they felt like, damn, that was that was our be- best chance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they don't people people don't see the next thing coming mm-hmm. that's gonna change them. Yeah. And unless Ben said has something to say, I don't think so. I'm gonna wrap this up unless you have something to say. Um, not. It was just mostly like, um, what was I gonna say? It was just gonna be like, oh, wait, what you say even? Uh, like. People think it's stagnant because oh, a big yeah. event just happened. Yeah, yeah. It's like um for me, it's like Obama was a big thing. But um like probability. Realistically for me, it's like I don't expect every person in the White House or the every president to be black. I don't expect them to be a woman or anything. Realistically, like maybe woman I'd expect more because the population's fifty fifty there. But in America, can you really expect the president to be black when they're under twenty percent of the population every time? Obviously not. But it'd be nice if. But realistically, it should be twenty percent of the time. Then that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, it's like I just government that represents your population. Yeah, like, and it should also be fifty percent female. That's the point I was like, it should be fifty because there's fifty. I think the percentage of women is higher than men, 
but i also so, think that's a di- discrimination inside you can visibly see it inside the states mm-hmm. the fact that people are so excited that obama was president and so excited that kamala harris is vice president yeah shows a discrimination in the system yeah exactly and like we shouldn't be excited for that but like exactly. let's end this uh so the one thing that's not gonna change today <laughs> is you spamming the like button, spamming right. the subscribe button. Yes, sir. If you're on Spotify, Apple Music. Please follow. As <laughs> <laughs> Ben broke his phone. <laughs> That'd be tough if that was. Just changed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Situation changed. Mindset doesn't. <laughs> uh, we didn't tell you at this at the beginning. So now you guys are all gonna be wrong. So we won't owe you shit. Um. <laughs> In the comments on Instagram, if you go to our page and you guess the amount of numbers that we said change, you can win a prize. And we'll say the prize in the cut in in um the in in our Instagram caption because uh, we haven't thought of the prize yet. I just yeah. kind of came up with that. Right now. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a next up cup. Maybe you'll get some cash, uh, some Who change. Knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I'm out. Change.